the Demon Dust Podcast, dedicated to the His Dark Materials, BBC, HBO television series, based on the works of Philip Pullman, powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Demon Dust Podcast, your summer, spring, and now fall spectacular uh, supplemental content edition. Uh, Travis Bryant, back with you. Kendria Clark in the house as well. Ken, what's happening? Hello, hello. So, we are back for The Land, book two, uh, Forging, Chaos Seeds, book two, uh, by Alaron Kong. Uh, We are in the second section of this book, chapters eight through 16, and where we left off last time, everything was unicorns and <laughs> puppies and kind of like trying to get this episode recorded. <laughs> and then everything went wrong. <laughs> uh, but but for Richter and the Miss Village, uh, it was a little more consequential. Uh, consequential. Uh, this was ours was just, you know, not getting a, an episode recorded for a month because of life right yeah yeah. i'm 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 so happy to be here now though yeah uh, i appreciate this time yeah this is this is this is our time to talk the land uh i am i am knee deep in the lit rpg genre i mean i'm i'm neck deep i have to rephrase that because of this book uh because of this series and it is it is setting me in a direction that I, if you'd have asked me a year ago, when, you know, I was just uh, you know reading the Abhorsen trilogy or whatever this high fantasy kind of <clears throat> kind of stuff like lit RPG. What 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 is that? But this book and thanks to my 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 gracious and wonderful co-host put me on. Um, but yeah, the land forging. It's, yeah, so let's let's start again. Last time we left off, everything was peachy keen. The kick, the quickening, the uh, magical celestial tree was planted, right. and there is a sense of tranquility everywhere. And the villagers are happy, and it is unity. And we are like becoming a cohesive working town, mm-hmm. like loveliness. Things and, are things are good. And everybody falls asleep. <laughs> it's nighttime, yeah. and we are in the longhouse, and we are out by the. Uh, A lot of people fell the, asleep underneath the quickening. They didn't even mm-hmm. want to go back to there. So they just fell asleep right in the grass. Uh, the chapter, chapter seven ends with, you know, uh, talking about Richter. He was smiling as he drifted off to sleep. That's how seven <laughs> chapter seven ends, and chapter eight begins. Danger! <laughs> Wake up! Danger! All caps. And Alma is screaming into Richter's head to wake up because Ish, the Ish has hit the fan in the so Miss Village. I don't want to lose this part. Listen, mm. not only is she screaming in his head, but mm-hmm. this is he is waking up to the first instance of having his familiar 
jar him awake. Like, oh, this right. Is this is still a new, a new, that's yeah. right. This yeah. is all a new, uh, <laughs> new situation for him having someone or a being in his head as besides him. Right. To besides wake you himself. up from the inside. So, yes, it, it starts off super jarring. So, yeah, we're off to the races. So, it turns out the light of the quick, well, I mean, I guess it's, just get the obvious part out. The light of the quickening. When it was planted and activated, you know, for lack of a better phrase, uh, it, it, a, a giant beam shot in, into the air. Uh, they do get into this specifically later. But that led a horde of enemies to their front door, and they are now kicking in that front door and setting stuff in your house on fire and slashing and killing and burning and pillaging. And it's bad. Right. And Richter has been jarred awake by Alma. The long house is on fire. The entire, like I said, the entire village is under attack. Um, Richter was in a bit of shock. Um, I, I, I don't. PTSD is post traumatic. This is still PTSD right. and like a pre traumatic thing. Like he's waking up, he's gets screamed at in his head. He's his village that he's worked so hard to 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 build so far is on fire. People are running around and he's just in a in a fugue, kind of just standing there. And Scion has to who's who's uh, certainly more war ready. Uh, this guy's right. born. He's born to to fight. He's been defending his hearth tree, his home village for his entire life. Certainly since his his in his uh, formidable years. He's thirty four. Uh, remember, Scion isn't a a, a kid. Uh, so he's there, and he snaps he snaps Richter out of his out of his days. And and to Richter's credit, he that's all he needed. Before he right. starts snapping off, dis- uh, 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 making decisions, starts snapping off uh, instructions and orders to folks, get around here, get this bridge cleared, blah, blah, blah. They made a makeshift bridge to get across uh, the moat, not the moat, but like the spiked trench that they built. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they lashed a bunch of trees together, like tree trunks together. And these are bugbears, by the way, that are attacking. I don't know if I was, I was clear. Um. <clears throat> uh, so again, Richter jumps into action. Hisako immediately jumps into action. Again, the sprites in this fight are invaluable. They prove why they're they they are the greatest ally Richter could possibly have. Uh, certainly at this point. So on several different fronts, because truly, so Richter definitely jumps to and is a leader for his people. Mm-hmm. However, he is a leader more in spirit than yes. in action because they are all ill-equipped. Yeah. They're not trained. And he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any <laughs> leadership. He has a natural leadership and a charisma right. about him, but he doesn't have any right. battle time leadership. He doesn't right. know how to organize a, a, a troop of folks. To t- hey, you four go around here and, you know, I don't know, beyond and, natural gamer tactics, but in battle, kind of when the, the figurative bombs are going off and the bullets are flying, but when, in this case, when the swords are, are slashing and, and, and the maces are slamming into shields. He doesn't have any tactical or, or, or first-hand experience beyond right. a few forest fights, fights and, and things. So and the sprites, sprites here. 
They absolutely do. Yeah. And if they were hostile at all <clears throat> during or after this fight, they could have absolutely taken his land from him. And there's nothing anybody would have been able to do about it. And they didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, I never thought of a, a Sprite coup could have absolutely. Uh, right. They absolutely had the upper hand. They could have let all of them die and then came out and cleared out the bugbears. And it would have been a completely different story. So, yes, I, I, I rock with the Sprites. I appreciate the loyalty in times of dire astray. Like, let's I, go. I didn't even think of a power, a Sprite power move like. Hisako could have been like, yeah, oh, I could let the bugbears do my light work. And then, hey, look at that. Now the sprites have to, by default, right. take over the Miss Village. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Another place of power. <clears throat> yeah. right. Oh, right. And, and the quickening did. is there. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. The, the universe, the, the land would not let that kind of uh, deception and, <laughs> you know, treachery hold. Um, not in this world where where the universe itself is alive and and is conscious mm. and looking uh, for balance, right? Absolutely. Or chaos. Or chaos. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! You're yeah. Stop it. Uh, but again, everybody snaps into action, and there are various, you know, levels of this fight, and and at first. Um, oh. Yeah, so um, this also is um, Richter's um, finding out that Alma, his uh, familiar, um, has like is she wants to fight for battle. She's right. Like, like not only does she want to it. fight, she can fight. She yeah. can cast all the spells that he knows. <laughs> she can cast on herself. So the what's the one that makes them faster? Haste or some kind of haste. Right. So when he, so she cast haste on herself, and the way they describe it is that with her body color against the night sky, you can she even was, see her. She was super camouflaged. It's the middle of the night. It's you know two or three in the morning. Uh, the sky is completely mm-hmm. black or purple or whatever, and 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 she's this gray, right. dark shadow whizzing across the sky. She's basically a shiny bat, blasting people <laughs> with her side blast because. This is her. This is her coming out party. This is her right. saying, "Master, I want to fight, and I can fight. Watch this." And she's mm-hmm. she's Absolutely. hitting dudes with her side blast. Uh-oh. Down goes one beer. <laughs> there it goes again. Okay, now I'm leaving that in. That's 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 not getting edited out. By the way. Um, she she is she is again this is her coming out party she turns the battle around because there was one point where she yells to Richter like telepathically yells in his head hey we've got incoming right and he's like what are you talking about i don't see anything she swoops down hits someone with her side blast there right. was a wedge formation of you know six or eight bugbears bug with right. a caster in the mm-hmm. middle of the formation with a some kind of invisibility spell and, and they're like coming TV. right for them. Right. And only with Alma's side blast interrupting the spell, expose them. Holy crap, there they are, run and stab. And again, that was just a big turning point in that battle. If it gets a few few mm-hmm. four, a few more feet you know, Richter and his guys are completely exposed because they don't have weapons. They're dependent on Richter or somebody slaying guys, and then they 
pick up the bugbears and and they have some support who are they have goblin support so uh or so some kind of bear, then it's a bunch of the okay you mean the, the bad bears. guys yes. yeah the, they yes. have it's not just bugbears they have some kind of uh goblin support um not goblins um they have they have some other they have some other creature <laughs> supporting them in their in their attack on the uh, because bugbears are mainly infiltrating that's how they're described like oh a mage made them one day while experimenting with forest animals and like dark juju um, so yeah they are um, pretty much you know meat for war they go in they smash a bunch of stuff they can take a licking and keep on ticking so so yes the bugbears have come in and they are burning the longhouse which is where a good portion of richter's people were sleeping um after the festival of having the quickening um the quickening blossom yeah not everybody slept under the tree uh decent amount of people went back to the longhouse to sleep now they're trapped in their people alive so there's six or ten bugbears bashing on the door the roof of the longhouse is on fire clearly they're trying to get in to get to the people uh hisako earlier did cast a a spell of strengthening light uh, and that gave everybody a nice um uh a nice a nice buff or some kind of uh some kind of uh uh buff uh earlier Richter did give a call to action, which was basically this was before like the battle started in earnest. He rounded his people up and like gave a little quick speech like we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and the and the land recognized that and gave him a a call to action um, and awarded him a, a war leader skill. So that that was cool. He's you know I, I like it when you don't aim to do a thing and you're rewarded in game, quote unquote. Okay. You know, where you get a trophy just for, you know how when you get, you know, you're the first to discover a thing or whatever. You didn't set out to be the first normally, but you're like, oh, cool. That's, you know, I just, that's just awesome. That sounds like parenting. Yes. I don't know that from the game, but yes, yes, (laughs) yes, I am. am (laughs) Um, Yeah. We did, again, as we spoke earlier, we got. Um, hmm. we got uh, we got a a big a big show that the sprites work so well as a team, and it's obvious hmm. because they have they are a team. It's you know they're a cohesive group that's been training and doing this for a living to to support and protect themselves. Um, and Richter is kind of in awe of the teamwork and of. He he understands immediately how underprepared and under uh, staffed and weaponed his town is because mm-hmm. watching the sprites jump into action and looking over at a group of Miss Villagers with like a hammer and like a pitchfork, flail, right. you know, flailing away with no formation, no discipline, like things are connecting. Like okay. When this is over, <laughs> priority is staffing a real fighting force and disciplining them and training them up to to, to protect our our place of, uh, of where we live. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say I absolutely love that that is um, that that continues through all of the books in the series mm-hmm. where you see that Richter has a list and you watch him compile the things that are um, needed for his village um and for himself and you just you know that they are important when he puts them on them but you go with him down this journey and all the stuff that he puts on there is important and it's just it is a lot and it makes you um i don't know it, it makes you reflect on on that we can't always keep our eye on everything and it's interesting where that journey takes him and and speaking of not being able to keep your eye on everything villagers unfortunately start to die and and pretty gruesome ways i mean guys are getting their you know axe through the chest or their heads smashed open with hammers it's uh they're completely outmatched and Mm -hmm. richter's prime uh priority is keeping his villagers safe while at the same time trying his best to lend his sword and his magic in in any way that he can um <clears throat> the uh the um again Hisako did oh this was kind of the big turning point of the 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 fight earlier like soon as the fight like really started in earnest Hisako started a big complicated spell and the sprites surrounded her so Richter got the idea of okay this is going to last a little bit everybody just protect Hisako and that was one of the at the end or the culmination of that two minute long casting spell however long it was they didn't say specifically was Hisako opening up a rift and an angel uh, like 10 12 foot tall angel with a bright gleaming heavenly sword came out of this opening in reality and mm-hmm. looked at Hisako and was like, "Daughter of the Light, how can I serve you?" I got you. What you need? <laughs> what you need? Right. And Hisako was like, "Heal everybody you can, slay all of our enemies <laughs> as far as you can reach," and just gave him a quick rundown. He was like, "As you say, daughter." Flapped his right. wings a couple down and then started smiting fools. <laughs> it, it was. It was. Uh, it was brutal and fantastic and gorgeous and at the same time. Yeah, it was all of those things at the same time. I don't. I need to find that man's net. That that. Uh, oh, there was a fight with a bugbear boss in here. We're missing a lot of stuff. We're not going to go through every no, like, uh, go, little mm, battle we here for. You no, know, this chapter is so meaty. <laughs> this chapter is so meaty, it and it. We will say this: they came. They were courageous. They fought. People died. Mm-hmm. They 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 lose the longhouse. Um, not in. Mm, I guess they did, but they didn't lose the folks. So the angel makes his presence felt. Starts wrecking shop. I mean, just. I mean, he's a he's an angel. He's a celestial conjuration. However you want to, whatever you want to say to, about him. And it gives them the advantage. They start picking up weapons, so at least the villagers now have swords and shields and something to defend themselves, the majority of them, because they've killed enough bugbears and enemies that they can pick up uh, the dead people's uh, weaponry. And they start marching towards the longhouse, and they realize that six or ten bugbears that that were pounding at the... 
at the door trying to get the people out are just hanging back now. They're just waiting for the, like, well, the fire will get them out eventually. So they have to slay those six or ten bugbears in front. And then they yell, Richter yells through, like, hey, it's, it's Richter, open up. They have to evacuate. It's one of those tense moments where literally the last person they get out, then the roof collapses of the longhouse. So the longhouse has been lost after you know, weeks of, of building the thing and mm, and, right. get, and getting the village's morale up because they had a place to sleep. Um, now, now the longhouse is, is done, but they were able to get everybody out. Here is where we get a really emotional... This was a very emotional uh, uh, chapter because before this, I think we had a, we had a death. A, a kid died and later we find out that that's a big, big, big catalyst, a big crux, big turning point in uh, in the entire story, and is a big plays a big part in these first. Probably, I don't think it's fully resolved. I don't think that final like storyline's tied up until book three, maybe four, uh, with Petal with her parents. That's not tied up. It does. They for Mm-mm. Okay. No, okay. We don't want to. All right. We'll talk. But that's like element you're forgetting. Mm, that's not tied up. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Not tied up now. I'm saying eventually. Like of the. That's what I'm saying. As of the last book that came out that you and I both read. Was what? Book, as of book eight, there is still an element to that storyline. A important one oh. that has yet to be addressed and we're gonna have to talk about it later okay okay uh, pin, pin in that mm-hmm. um but a, 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 a kid did die he did see a child on the battlefield die so and that was Petal. and we find right. out yeah her name's Petal. um but he has so he's dealing with that so richter has already seen you know, it's Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon 2, another baby. He's seen a baby dead, and because it's of him, you know, right. because he had to do, disable the, the, the thing. He had to plant the quickening. He had to... So did we... I don't think I don't think we talked about that. I think that we talked about... I think you talked about the quickening uh, emitting that light mm-hmm. and that drawing them. We did not acknowledge during this episode that he forgot to re-up the, the mana for the smoke. It wasn't that he forgot. He, he willingly sacrificed it. He said, okay, I'm going to plant the quick, like, we can sacrifice, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that uh, if we have the defenses down for a little bit, it won't be so bad. Well, it wouldn't have been, but you and shot off a giant beacon at the same time. And he you, fell asleep under, the, kick, under that, the quickening. He wasn't supposed to fall asleep. Well, I don't think that. If he would have been awake when he was supposed to be awake, he could have put the mist back in place. Oh, yeah, he, like, the timer came, yeah, 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 I guess he probably could have uh, re-upped it, and it would have been technically a new day, he would have had a manner regen and all that. Yeah. But, but remember, but so we no 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 t- yes. But later we find out it wouldn't have met. They got everybody got this giant. Uh, remember the 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 vision of the when the light goes off. You look at it, 
And then even uh-huh. when it went away, it was still, still kind of it. there. Yeah. So I right. think everybody had a general idea which, which direction, direction to go. Like, man, we're going oh. that way. But be, besides the the nitpicky things, yes, he's dealing with this is my fault. This this kid died on this battlefield unnecessarily. And so when they're wheeling people and carrying people out of the smoke-filled longhouse, mm-hmm. there's a young, I think he's a dwarf, but he's this, it's a, a young kid. And oh, I forgot about he's, that part. he's passed out, or well, he's dead. He's dead. Hisako's like nothing we can do, child. And Richter, being a pre-med student, snaps into Doctor Save a Life mode. Yeah, and, and starts doing. CPR. So he starts doing three, like three minutes worth of like chest compressions and mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And the whole time, he's kind of freaking out and getting more and more, like, str- you know, Desperate, come on, right? come on, come on, and pounding the guy's chest harder. And Hisako's trying to tell him he's he's gone, nothing we can do. Sometimes these things happen. And he's like, get off me, and won't let it. He's not hearing it. And eventually, the kid coughs, and he comes back, to, comes back to us, and Richter's at least has that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think if he sits there, he tries, he's pounding on this kid's chest for five minutes and he can't bring him back and pedals death and the, the, the general attack on the village <clears throat> overall. I'm not sure he would have been able to, uh, to, to handle all of that. So this was kind of a redeeming, you know, not redeeming, but at least it was a tether. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was yeah, it was, he didn't fall into complete despair because, you know, it, it is not all a loss. I, I had at least this, and truthfully, he has two wins. But you know, in the light of all of that sacrifice, it's a lot. Uh, r- real quick, the angel's name was Zachariah, and he was a cherubai. I see. And level. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Health, right. question mark, question mark, question mark. Mana, question mark. So he's just super like, mm, who, who knows? Um, and they had, and everyone had been exposed to the light of the plains of Sana. And, and they got a buff from that when the angel came out. And I, I, I just wanted to, to uh, acknowledge that. But Hisako looks at Richter differently now. Like, what kind of healing did you just perform she thought it was a he the kid was a goner richter was determined and he she and was doing these odd chest and mouth actions that she just didn't know about i mean you know and and so she now looks at richter uh and has a a a totally different kind of uh she appreciates the life magic in him yeah she can't pinpoint it yeah he certainly and, and probably his determination like right. she was, he was not, uh, you know, willing to give up on this kid's life. Um, so yeah, the kid was a dwarf. Um, soon as he brought him back, got him breathing. Hisako was then able to hit him with a healing spell that took hold, and um, he was fine. Uh, Tarad came up, and with the with the raspy smoke inhalation was able to uh, lend lend his hand and and now it was recovery it's take 
unfortunately get the count of the dead and let's uh, dispose of our enemies and yeah now it's a uh, recovery time so chapter nine starts uh oh no actually chapter nine started the fight was still going on my bad mm-hmm. I, i'm mm-hmm. uh because the angel really really then dug in uh hasako is in a lot of pain because she's mana drained uh she had a three minute long summoning the zachariah guy you can just imagine uh she she hit this like high tier spell she's probably wiped and she's still trying to she has to right i was i'd really jumped the gun because she has to do like this a protection spell like this uh force field thing that she does in a little bit uh, but the fight continued. The angel attacked the mage's shields. So the mages that that the bugbears had are now getting attacked by Zachariah. They have mm-hmm. shield. They have shields up. Uh, but the the angel's doing his best to because um, there's it's described as a constant like ching ching like Zachariah is just using his sword his celestial sword Cherubai sword and he's just just trying to get through this major shield which says something about that major shield that he can stop over and over and over uh, celestial power? Yeah. Like question mark, question mark, question mark. Like it wouldn't even, <laughs> it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even uh, register in the uh, in the analyze. Um. Mm. Uh, oh, so Yoshi fight up fought the uh, the bugbear leader. Like the that's right. That was like the big thing in this chapter. Yoshi one on one with the bugbear commander. Mm-hmm. And. And I they're mean, different fighting styles. And, and yeah. Yoshi getting in this dude's, getting in close, close and being able to make those targeted shots, getting in there and, excuse my friends, but dicking this bear's boots. <laughs> like he, he had get- one of the coolest <laughs> names, LaFault. Like L I L I F apostrophe A L T. Like that's his cool name, LaFault. <laughs> and, and, he, and, and he was a level 24. He was, uh, you know, he was strong and hardy, and it, and he had a profession of warrior. So he wasn't he wasn't a joke. Again, he's leading a contingent of bugbears. So he's the he's the guy, and they had a big old fight, and 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 Yoshi in at in the end came out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the guy's armor. That was a big thing, uh, not a big thing, but that was something that they made sure you understood that Yoshi took him down one on one battle. So he gets his armor and gets to do whatever he wants with his uh, his foe's armor. Um, but it was very impressive, and Richter was kind of in awe, uh, trying to trying to just <laughs> analyze his 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 teacher's fighting style in mm-hmm. in real time and just kind yeah. of like I said just being in all of holy crap this LaFault guy is level 24 and look at my teacher look at look at look at my guy go um oh uh, also Zachariah doesn't last forever so he his uh-huh. summoning his summoning ended and he let everybody know. He let Hasako know across the battlefield, like, daughter, I salute you. Good luck on your, you know, in the rest of this fight. But my time is up here in this plane. 
So since this is the first time that this occurs in the series, um, it is good to note that anytime a caster summons a being from a different plane, um, they have an allotted amount of time. Like the, the summoning lasts for, you know, three minutes or, you know, whatever it is. And they'll usually tell us in the book um, how long the being has to be here. And then they got to go. Whether but the fact that it was a, uh, the fact that it took a, um, you know, however long, three, five minutes, two, three minutes, whatever it was to cast, you knew uh, the summoning would be a, a decent amount. You don't mm-hmm. invest that much time and mana into a summoning and it's only 30 seconds. So you knew Zachariah was going to be here for five or ten minutes, but that ain't forever. And um, But he did what he had to do. He certainly turned, turned the tide and... Uh, allowed allowed everybody to allow that long house to get freed and those folks to get saved and um yeah oh the mage one of the mages like that was that was shielding spoke to hisako and was like oh, look at you hisako look who it is it's hisako you still playing mage like just like talking to all types of trash and it's like Oh, Hasako got enemies across these lands, and and you know, and then you, when you realize later in the in the series how old Hasako is, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You've been around that long. I guess at this point, you we know she's older than a hundred because mm-hmm. she hasn't been out of the, she hasn't been away from the hearth tree for like a yeah. century. So you're like, what is she like, three hundred, four hundred years old at least? I mean, um, yeah, yeah, and and in That's most in most stories, elves are the uh the ones that live for potentially lives. eons yeah mm-hmm. so the sprites are kind of taking that taking that mantle um but yeah she the 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 the, the, the mage you know starts trash talking her name is modara and Real personal stuff too like oh you still think you cute <laughs> modara used uh, uh she has I forget what her magic was, but she death magic maybe because she they were on the same spot where they did the mass grave. Remember when they mm-hmm. when they conquered quote unquote where they took over the Miss Village? They had to beat a bunch of goblins. Well, those bodies had to go somewhere, and they just dug a mass grave like on the outskirts of the Miss Village <laughs> and threw all the goblin cor- uh, corpses in there. Well, mm-hmm. Modara, who has death magic, was like. Mm, I feel some bones under my feet and reanimated all those dead zombies and was like, you should be careful how you discard your, you know, your dead bodies because, you know, people like me can take advantage and just turned all those zombies, zombie goblins onto, onto them. But Hasaka was there and, uh, uh, you know, she cast a giant golden shield, which was the last thing in this fight that she did because she cast a shield that covered all of them and nothing could get to them and it allowed and it allowed them to uh, recoup fight everybody off and then escape or at least escape back to cover uh, the cover mm-hmm. cover of the uh, uh, I think Richter, she passes out and Rick, then Richter out. then smartened up and like oh shit I'm the, uh, turn the mist on you know, like finally it hit him to turn on your defense. Like you said, he 
he was asleep when when he could have turned the timer back on or turned hit the switch. Um, so they carried. They had to. Hisako passes out after her shield gets uh, finally gets uh, shattered. Richter gets. Uh, I think Richter then got the uh, confusing mist up, and they retreat. And then they decided to um, kill them all. Mm. Uh, yep. They were determined. None of those bugbears, none of those goblins, none of those casters, no one makes it out alive. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically did their, um, since they're immune to the mist, they could just hunt down and use all kinds of tactics. And they came back six in the morning or whatever it was and took a bath in the river. And it was described that no one talked about that night. Like, we don't talk about what we did that night. Right. And it's just like, you can imagine what they did. Um, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was a somber time. It was a, it was a somber ending to the... Uh, and actually beginning to chapter 10. Um, because that's when they set it up. Because the confusing mists and everything gets shot off uh, at, at the end of chapter 9. And then they decide we kill them all and then chapter 10 starts um with them making plans to attack then they attack and and in the fight oh Madara did escape she used like some kind of mage caster spell and was able to voip into the into a void um but but after that they systematically cleaned out and tracked down everyone mhm uh, yeah, that was basically th- chapter ten has three lines. They made pa- plans to attack, then it, then attacked. Brutal fighting and Odara escaped. Yoshi mm-hmm. demands they go after the bugbears. That was that literally was chapter ten. Yeah, it it was. <laughs> you know, they gave some detail. They found some items. Uh, the arrow of stun. Uh, it's just a chance to stun targets for uh, three to five seconds um yeah it's the chapter is only four pages one mm-hmm. two three four five pages five and a half pages whatever it is uh chapter 11 we uh the four return battered bloody this is when that this is when they made not a pact but basically a silent like understanding of we don't talk about what we did tonight to people right. we it's that's between us and and it gives the vibe of man they must have been ruthless and they they let it be known that they none of the except modara everyone else died mm-hmm. like they hunted and tracked everyone down mm-hmm. systematically and you know kudos to them and then they finally went over to loot and they found a bunch of stuff uh magic ring bunch of two three magic rings that Richter can't uh identify dark mage robes a magic amulet a magic wand and a minor man, four minor mana potions so uh again they everybody they took a bath they walked through the village just kind of like a little bit despondent uh they returned to the village Hisako was awake everybody was a bit grim and glum uh, some of the villagers even tried to like congratulate Richter, like mm, Lord Richter, yeah, Lord of this, and he was like, "No, this was my fault. I apologize to everybody. 
do not cheer and congratulate me. Um, yeah, he tells him that it's his fault. Yeah, he was he was straight up with it. He was emotional. Right? He was probably on the on the verge of of breaking down himself. Uh, and and then he was approached by Wisteria and Poltan. And I think that was Petal's parents. And was it? <sighs> I think Wisteria and Poltan were. Uh, well, I don't know if they were Petal's parents, but uh, okay, yeah, he had a the he had a cry. Mm-hmm. He had a he had like a a long. We're both sitting in the dirt. Hugging each other, mourning the loss of your daughter, kind of thing. Like in the middle of the village, he's—I mean, imagine emotional the emotional state you'd be in—and uh, and his villagers got to see that he wasn't. This wasn't a performative act, but it happened to be in public, and people got to see how much he actually was affected by like these people are medieval you know characters they are not they're over and over again we're reminded how they are not used to their leaders caring about them like if you're not a noble why should the king or a lord care about your day-to-day life so they're not I'm sorry I find it really interesting that you said that so because what it equates to in my mind is you and I if something happened to one of us let's say we're walking in the street in front of our I don't know congressperson's office and someone wants to go and do harm to the congressperson and because we are in a (laughs) close vicinity to them we get hurt and the congressperson comes to your hospital bed and with tearful remorse is upset because it is his job to serve you and in being close to him you got hurt and really being emotionally distraught that idea to me is not likely first (laughs) Um, and a little bit um, insane to think that that is something that could actually happen and that's the same feeling that they have about Richter like why do you care like it's like they have no understanding of the empathy and of the empathy and the collectiveness that he feels for them they are absolutely his people even if they are not as much with him as he is with They're not even all human. I mean, so he has the cry with the woman, and that was Petal's (laughs) mom. And he looks up, and then there's Wisteria and Poltan, a hill dwarf and a high elf. They have us talk. They said, look, we knew what we were getting into when we came out here. You told us back in Eve that you weren't offering promises. You couldn't, pro- or you you couldn't promise safety, but you would promise that you'd be there for us to, to, and fight for us. And you proved that tonight. Yeah, you made mistakes, and the whole thing, the attack might have been technically your fault, but you saved my boy's life. And then Richter realizes that the kid that he saved with the CPR was Poltan and and uh, and Wisteria's son. Mm-hmm. And 
and they're obviously very grateful. They were grateful beforehand, and they're grateful now that he proved himself, and on top of that, that he saved their damn child's life. Um, so, so after kind of getting themselves together, he addressed everybody. He, 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 uh, he, uh, decided to to, to square his shoulders and set aside self-pity. Uh, his guilt would be with him for some time, but Poltan is right. He made a mistake. He'd forgotten that this was not a game. Um... So he gave an address to, to folks, and he got a congratulation that he set a tenant. And one of the tenants, the tenant is, don't mess with the Miss Village. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. He got an option. Uh, the first tenant could be, don't mess with the Miss Village. And it just gives him a 10% uh, buff on... Um, uh, 10%, the people who are attacking get a 10% minus. You get a 10% buff in future attacks. Or honorable ruler... Uh, that gives a whole different set of traits, and which one did he? I think he selected. Uh, yeah, he selected the second one, honorable ruler. Um, so he didn't want his. He just didn't want his village to be, you know, aggression, violence, attack. Uh, you know, an attack force. And so he so he picked the other one, loyalty. He got a bump in village loyalty, picking the honorable ruler uh, 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 chain, uh, branch. And, um, yeah, so now it's time to... to Wait! Oh, go ahead. So, I was... My favorite part of this chapter is the next part. So, after Richter has um, admitted to his people, like, hey, this is my fault, and he has picked the tenant, um, he is now talking to his people um, in a sort of conversational way, and then all of a sudden his tone gets heavy, and he drew his glass dagger. Blood oath. <laughs> and this is this is impulsive, Richter. We got a we got an email or on our other my other show, my wrestling podcast. Rich and I we talk about you know uh, in one of the series, Eden's Gate. The main character Gunner is just an idiot. He just makes dumb, stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. And Richter and and Rich is like, yeah, Richter's kind of dumb. And then we had somebody come email and go like Richter's not dumb like he's smart he's just impulsive like he just yeah. makes snap decisions and he don't think about them and and I think that's more akin to uh, to what we're here he just let his emotions he slices his hand open and is like I swear to god we're gonna get revenge on the people who attacked us and then he goes you've just sweared a blood oath <laughs> Right. You have one year to to eliminate right. the people who attach you, and I was like, and then he goes, "Oh, well, all right, damn." Well, wait. Wait, wait, here's wait. the crazy part to me, right? Because yes, you impulsively cut this damn blood out of your hand and has sworn a blood oath to get vengeance on the people who are responsible for the attack on the uh, Miss Village, right? Mm-hmm. You just killed everybody. You don't even have a clue. You don't even know who these people work for. It's only the mage. How are you even going to start to take 
revenge you haven't you don't have square one it's so crazy to me like wait so so this is the notification know this you have made a blood oath of vengeance in the land your words have meaning mm-hmm. you have one year to enact vengeance on the attackers of your village if you don't if you do not accomplish this within this time frame the anger in your heart will poison your soul this soul sickness will cause the loss of one charisma per week until the vengeance is complete and the loss is permanent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can't even get that charisma back. You, you and then he received a mark, blood oath of vengeance. So mm-hmm. now he has a, he's he's marked again. He's not just marked as a place of power, but now he's got this vengeance mark. And you know, technically, there's Modara to get. And there is. You know, that's it. He got he got to get Modara. Now, granted, that's not. Oh, that's easier said than done. But he got a year. Yep. And but the thing is, she got a year too. So if you find her in six months, I doubt she'll be the same level Modar that you ran into. I mean, yeah. You know, and she knows a little bit of your skills and and stuff. What to expect? So. Uh, yeah, the blood, the blood oath was the juicy part of this for me. I was like, "Wait, you did? Wait, did you just? Okay." Ooh, I, I, the yeah. other big thing at the at the end of this chapter, he announces he's going to unlock air magic in everybody, right. and right. Or, or he'll try. And if you have an affinity and it unlocks, you got it. But everybody that wants him to try, he'll try. And again, every, they live in this feudal society where ev- knowledge is hoarded, magic is hoarded. Resources are hoarded, and 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 those it's a you know nobody gives away anything for free, right? Especially not the most powerful forces in the land. Certainly not your not your village leader, not your Mm -hmm. you know. If there was some kind of weird like uh, uh, just super philanthropic mage that lived in the wilderness or on the hillside that people would go to. There was a rumor that if you go to him real humble and with a good intent <laughs> intent in your heart, he'll like bless you with a boon or whatever, whatever. Like, this is, uh, yeah, it's it's major for them. Right. Like, they don't, they're just not used to people being this open and gracious with talents. And Richter is selfish in the uh, you know selfishly going this just makes the village stronger like if everybody that can have air magic has an infinity of air magic has air magic that just makes us stronger it just makes our defenses stronger it makes our base of knowledge stronger yeah it's a win-win for everybody but right. they're, they're not used to that kind of treatment so he does unlock uh he he he, he uh, vowed to unlock air magic in anybody who uh who would? Oh, and thirty-one of the villagers ended up with it. So and a bunch of babies and a bunch of children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> and he's worried about that. He's like, I don't want a bunch of op toddlers running around right. with, with <laughs> you know, all kinds of spell spell. So he creates a school. So once he starts unlocking the power in the children, the powers in the children. Futon to I'm sorry, not Futon. Um, darn it. Who's his right hand? Uh, you talking about uh, the Randolph, Randy? Thank you, Randy. He assigns Randy the task of cataloging 
who um, gets what powers, what spell they, what spells they know, um, and then has him organize a school so that the children can be educated in how to use their powers, and so that they can also share them amongst each other. So not only does everybody who has an affinity for these powers get them, but now we have some organization and a good knowledge pool. Yeah. Um, you know who to, to go to. If you want to un- try to unlock or whatever, you know who to go to for air magic. You know, yeah. you know, Randy's got his notes, and these words, these are the basic air magic spells that everybody got. Glitter dust uh, creates a five foot five uh, area. It's an AOE spell, and just uh, you know, glitter in people's face and sucks. Uh, it's a it's a good spell with only a thirty second cooldown, so and it has a ten foot range. Weak air push. It just creates like a, a column of air 10 feet in front of you, one foot in diameter. Does no real damage, but knocks enemies back. And I think he uses it to like keep arrows. Like when they launch arrows, you do a weak air push spell and just disrupts projectiles. And also ge- Gentle Rain. Uh, that's yeah. another uh, air, air magic spell that, that's kind of a basic lo- level one spell that everybody that gets the air magic gets. Unfortunately... They couldn't teach the like Richter doesn't have all of these spells. He has weak air push, but he doesn't have glitter or gentle rain. They couldn't teach those back to him. Once he, he opened, he could no no he could he could open up the affinity. He could he could open up air magic in them, but mm-hmm. because they're so low level, they can't teach him back the spells that they know that he doesn't. Right. He would need. Hisako or somebody more powerful than him to teach him the spells and that's yeah. just that's fair you can't have a level one person <laughs> teaching level you know 10 12 15 30 you know that's right. that's cool I understand that but um yeah oh he did offer the sprites the same deal that was that was I don't know his thanks for being there and holding him down and holding his village down, they lost like six six soldiers or six uh you know six sprites died in that bugbear attack, you know or were severely hurt, uh you know but they had their own casualties and injuries, and yeah. and Richter and said, was like really taken aback like yeah was, because again like, not only are peasant villagers not used to leaders or anybody being generous especially with magic magic mm-hmm. is something that few people have and the ones that have it they make as much they can, as they can off of it if they can sell it or they hoard the knowledge and i mean we'll get to crom later when the forge is being built and how he talks about how it is to have a smithing apprentice and what it is to to be a smithing master. And how you get the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, you slave and be an apprentice for 10, 15 years maybe to learn one, like, technique or whatever. And it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, again, Hisako is floored by the offer. And Richter's probably confident because he awoke air magic and 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 Scion and changed Scion's whole life. I mean, secured like secured their bond, their friendship, their companionship. I mean, that was an emotional scene when 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 Scion's magic unlocked, and he's like, 
all the envy, all the jealousy. I tried to hold it in, but you know, I'm I'm thinking about Sion now, getting a little, <laughs> a little teary eyed. But but yeah, it just meant so much to him. Can you imagine? Now he's offering it to an entire, you know, you know, maybe not the whole village, but right. the squadron of folks that are with him. Um. So yeah, so Futon then ident- did identify the magic items. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Am I am I g- jumping ahead? Yes. Yes, yes Wait, I am. So not only does he offer to awaken um, powers in Hasaku, she also um, offers to awaken powers in him. Is that what happened? Yes, and he learns light magic. Oh, crap. Where did I? Damn. One. Hmm. One eighty-eight. Oh, okay. That's in chapter twelve. No wonder I haven't gotten to it. So we're still in yeah eleven. So yeah, uh, in, in chapter twelve, Richter finally checks his prompts. Uh, he he realized LaFault was the champion bugbear was a champion bugbear slayer. So not mm-hmm. only was he like the leader of that particular like unit or squadron or whatever of attackers he was a champion uh and so he noticed when lafault was uh, defeated by yoshi Mm -hmm. all of the rest of the bugbears and rest of the attacking force kind of slumped like oh crap and it was because when your champion dies in battle you receive like a 50 percent like deep buff in like yeah like and but and conversely the 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 person that slayed you Richter's forces got a buff like now you oh yeah you slayed the champion now y'all going extra hard so mm-hmm. yeah you slayed the champion or a major major uh, force on the battlefield that could that could turn that could turn things um but yeah especially in, I'm sorry and especially um in cases with like goblins or bugbears because they are so um dependent on the social cues that they get from their leader yeah other um other um humanoids um fight in different ways and are more individual individually led but these sort of meteor front line um uh, forces really um, rely on their leaders for motivation, for bravery, for like yeah, especially together. goblins. They're always right. portrayed as as cowards. Uh, they have to attack in force because they're so small and and and, and weak. Mm-hmm. But once you get a good attack in, kill the leader, they literally will scatter and drop their weapon. That always kills me when goblins drop their weapon. It's all, and I guess it's just a maybe it's a historic trope that goes back to like early D and D. Okay, but they always drop their weapons and flee. Like you can run with a sword or a spear like what if somebody catches up with you you want a chance to like fend them off so you can keep running right uh, but I've never thought about that that's a good point so so Richter got the title bugbear slayer uh, so he gets 3% attack against bugbears now and now he has to kill a total of 100 bugbears to get to the next level he learned the skill healing um he learned the skill War Leader, which gives him 2% effective distance of his sphere of influence, uh, 2% attack and defense for all att- allies within that sphere of influence. 
He got to level 8 in archery, which gave him a 16% bonus to aim, 16% bonus to damage, and sub-skill focus, light armor, grace in combat, earth magic, light magic. Um, Alma got a bunch of level ups for doing her brain drain. Yeah, just to, you know, he finally looked at finally looked at his prompts and and saw all the uh all the uh positives from a brutal attack on his village, so right. you know, it's like, okay, I don't wish I got this level up and these experience points in a different way, but okay. Um then he got he got the notification that he lost 100% of the shelter and he has uh, this occurred during attack, so your people will be somewhat understanding. If you have not built another shelter within a week, yep. mor- morale will go down by five points per day uh, for a maximum of fi- loss of 50. So it's not continuous, so that's at least, you know, you have 10 days. At the 11th day, it doesn't just keep going. It just maxes out at 50. That's cool. Or that's something. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yes, I'm. No, I was just saying. Okay, like that's a lot. Fifty percent of morale. Those are some uh, super unhappy. Those people are miserable. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, fifty points. You lose five points a day for a max of fifty. So, so you don't. It's not just indefinite that. If, got it. If Twenty okay. days go by. You're still at fifty because five points a day. All right. Ten days out, but still, I don't want my morale to drop fifty points. Nor do I, sir. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so chapter twelve ends with Richter unlocking. What was it? Unlock your power, two. And mm-hmm. this was him. Um, unlocking uh, another. Another. Uh, you know, portion of his power. But before that, he did get all those items uh, identified. Futon came through and gave him the identification. Uh, he learned... Oh, 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 here was when... I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over. I want to try to keep some kind of uh, 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 linear kind of timeline. He did get the light magic from Hasako. And mm-hmm. he finally learned what it felt like to have someone open up magic in him and so now he knows light magic he knows simple light which creates Mm -hmm. a ball of white light that hovers above his head and it lasts for 10 minutes Uh, no cooldown, which is awesome far light which creates a ball of white light that can be fixed to a distant surface Uh, same thing um, 10 minute duration no cooldown and mirror it casts a 6 by 3 foot square foot reflective surface uh, this is a spell of magic of light magic 15 mana minute one minute duration wait so what does this do congratulations you've learned to cast spell mirror creates a six by three square foot reflective surface huh this doesn't get That's used it. a lot I don't remember hearing about me I don't me. think he's ever used it I was just thinking the same thing when you were reading the description like wait like I mirror so- like <laughs> <laughs> like we all know his favorites, but yeah, these don't mirror does not get used. Yeah, and I, I always so I love the rereads because you know 
sometimes you can go back to when they when the skill originated. Like, well, yeah. look at you getting that. You want to yeah, sleep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you, but also times like this where you're like, oh, you never use that one, and it's only a mirror. I guess it's like, who cares? He doesn't look. That's that. Maybe that's a plus to Richter that he's not conceited and he's not like always looking at himself and looking at his muscles in a mirror or whatever. He just looks down at his body and he's like, finally pulls it out. I think it's going to be like some sort of um, fun house situation. Like, oh, you think I'm here, but I'm not. Like, ooh. (laughs) So these these were the items that he finally got uh, a futon to uh, identify. (laughs) A, A ring of health. Just gives him 22 plus health. A ring of mana plus 11 mana. A ring of flowing thought, plus twenty percent mana regen. So hmm. that's a must, like an immediate equip. Yeah, I like that one. The uh, apprentice dark robes, plus eight defense, uh, plus twelve versus light magic. Oh, oh, so she was dark magic, not death magic. Okay, I thought she was. Uh... Oh no 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 no. Modara, she's the one that did the uh, the, the the spell that reanimated the, the corpses, so she could be death magic. She got away, so we don't have her robes. These were the other mages' robes. Right. Um, an amulet of minor mana, mana, which plus seventeen to mana. That's an immediate equip, and a wand of dark bolts, and it cast dark bolts. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> so he goes on to talk about how um, he has all of these super dope rings, like the mana rings and the health rings, and this mm-hmm. he can only wear eight at a time. He can't wear any on his thumbs. He can only wear um, four on each hand. Um, So he talks about trying to decide which ones he's going to equip himself with on a I'm just walking around being a person. He's got to shuffle his rings. He got some upgrades, but he's already got a handful of rings. He's got eight rings on already, Um, which if you play Skyrim, which I have been playing for the last three months, it's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so awesome because in Skyrim you have two hands and eight fingers and two thumbs, but they only allow you to wear one ring at a time in Skyrim. Oh. It's the worst. But in other lit RPGs, you get uh, in the in the worst you get only two, like one per hand, which is like I think it's bogus because yeah. you can wear four rings. But I get why you would not allow uh, uh, it is if you because it could be so overpowered if you um, the land they just it's just built in where mm-hmm. it's not he's not seen as overpowered everybody has the ability to str- to equip eight rings if you come across eight rings and put them in a really powerful configuration you have that ability it's not like he only like everybody else only gets to equip four right you know yeah. so yeah, when you read other stuff, it's just like, oh wow, they only get, you know, mm-hmm. two rings in this in this uh, school, but it's all scaled and 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 built into the into the world. Um. Mm-mm-mm. So then you go over um, his stats. He's twenty four, which is crazy to me. Yes, considering we're halfway through book two about. Mm-hmm. And he's he's leveled twenty three times. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, those first five, even ten levels are 
typically pretty easy to get. But it just lets you know that, like, crap, he's been fighting and doing stuff to give you XP nonstop for now 500 straight pages of of of, of book of of series. Yeah, it's um, a lot. So yeah, he's 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 coming along. He's uh, got some good abilities. He's got a lot of skills. He's got a lot of affinities. Well, limitless. Limitless. Um, and now he has two marks: Master of the Mist Village, Blood Oath of Vengeance. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of resistances: fifty percent air resistance, twenty percent earth resistance, five percent five percent mental and spiritual resistance. Uh, and he has a level three re- reputation. You seem like someone worthy of my attention. Alignment, Alignment neutral, neutral, languages, all. <laughs> now that's OP as hell. Oh, because that's a my a major thing in other stories where people run across orcs or goblins and stuff, and they're like they just describe it as oh they're chattering and they're goblin speak. They don't have the advantage of knowing what the enemy is 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 talking about. Uh, but right so- there. Just... So in the so in the games, I just assumed that there was a translation. It is interesting to me that you're saying that the the game. I mean, in, I mean, in in books, in lit RPG okay. books, in games, of of course, unless it's built in the game that you have to translate something, or you're not meant to to uh, to know what the other the got enemy it. or whatever it's is very saying. First person, yeah. I got you. I, I mean, in other. Lit RPGs, whether it's Eden's Gate or Limitless Lands or whatever, it's uh, typically. I think, in matter of fact, in every other case, like Richter is the only one, maybe one of two, that has the ability of uh, the ability to uh, immediately like auto translate, so to speak. That's awesome. That's dope. I like it. Mm-hmm. So so yeah so chapter twelve he uh, chapter twelve ends with him um, unlocking, unlocking his, his second power too. yeah yeah and say, then he, say it right what unlock your power too yeah your village will increase your power but you must care for it in turn go to a local dungeon and clear at least the first level <laughs> so yes so he's got that to do. And, it's very straightforward. Yeah, I like and and then and and it, and it also it's very linear. It gives you an idea, certainly in this section, where it's going to end. Like, it's going to end at that dungeon, mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. somewhat spectacular form. Um, and then Richter hangs out or goes to sleep. And yeah, that, that was a long day of action and emotion and and dealing with with running a village. Uh, Richter woke up. Randy told him they lost twenty-one villagers and seven sprites. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the crops and the farms they had on the outskirts were all ruined too. Uh, Randy also shared some frank and inspirational words with Richter about how he's like, "I heard you uh, take the blame, and you're right. You were to blame. This was your fault, and you should know that unequivocally." But I have never worked for or or been by the side of any leader who was willing to take that responsibility so quickly and so thoroughly. And I, you know, Randy kind of stood in a bit of all himself. Like, again, it goes back to people just not being used to being treated 
with any kind of decency or humanity and that really affects uh, the uh, affects the, the people around him um, and then Randy goes and now that we've had that moment now we move, must move on to all of the things that happen after a colossal mistake like this well right? he had another frank and another frank and deep conversation with Hisako at the <laughs> at the quickening right um and and then he realized uh, that's when he got he realized that it was the bugbears. The reason that they were there to spot the beam and were so close to, to be an attack an attack uh, range was that the bugbears had been following the sprites the entire time that they left the hearth village right. to the mist village uh, from the hearth tree to the mist village. And so when they lo- got lost in the mist. They're hanging out. They're trying to figure out their next move. Boom! The signal, in a sense, in a sense, goes off. And oh, next thing you know, the mist got rolled back. Um. So. So right time, right place for the bugbear. Yeah. So it wasn't like. So it took. It's still Richter's fault, and he still made a terrible decision, and 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 his leadership failed in that moment. But there was a reason those those people were there it wasn't just that bugbears are always like on your doorstep like this was a, it was a it was special circumstances like they had been following us and we probably could have been better to know that we were being tracked for however long that trip from the heart you know it's a three five day trek from the mist village to the hearth tree right and the whole time they didn't know that they were being followed by bugbears i can't imagine bugbears are like See how sprites are them. They own the forest. They're like they they they're an appendage. They're a limb of the forest. They're so, another but, consciousness of the forest. And bugbears were able to like follow y'all and like keep keep close tabs on y'all for for three or five days across this forage, uh, a forest. So they're probably feeling a little salty themselves. Like I can't believe we let ourselves get followed like that by some damn bugbears. Mm, uh, so to so. When you follow someone through underbrush, especially a large group, to be fair to the bugbears, it doesn't right. take like geniuses. They could have hung back a day before, and still yeah. would have showed up at the That's a good point. That's a good so what do you do? You leave. Um, you leave. A especially man when you're a hundred deep for two days to see if somebody's following. There's maybe, no way to account. Maybe for that. this is the first time the hearth mother was leaving. You might in a hundred years, years. You might want to. Have some special contingency, a little, okay. little trail of, of, of scouts. This is this is your home. But also I that might it. have been a part of the arrogance. Like, this is our forest. Fuck. We wanna go from here to there, we go from here to there. What y'all gonna do about it? Well, they can follow y'all a day right. behind and and, and, and and you know, attack at an an inopportune time. So everybody's having their everybody's understandably uh, you know. Feeling remorseful sure. and solemn and reflective, yeah. And that that pretty much was all of of, of chapter thirteen of them just kind of getting some information. Randy and and Hisako really getting uh letting Richter know that you know he's got a ways to go to be a, the leader that they know that he could be. And but you can do it. But you can do it, and you're 
and you and the way you responded to this tragic event really heartens us and they're just just reinforcing that they got his back and um you know they could they could tell that he's just trying his best mm-hmm. um yeah so then we kind of pivot to uh back to settlement building and you know village building everyone kind of is, uh, uh, was glum and, and, and mourned now it's like okay let's uh, let's get this village uh, let's get this village back and rebuilt and rebuilt better than before mm-hmm. uh, so he gathered a hundred skilled folks to plan the future um, the smithy is the number one priority. The hunters are now permitted to range further. To uh, like everybody's, everybody obviously is a little like, hey, those bugbears can't believe they were so close and we didn't know they were there. So how about we go out another couple of miles and, and mm-hmm. widen our perimeter? Um. Uh, Richter wondered why enchanted weapons are so few, so he had to he kind of got a lesson on enchanted weapons and why they can't just be churned out like you know just regular old like steel axes or swords. He learned about captured souls, uh, how to enchant items, so you can't just enchant an item and put a spell in it. You have to capture a soul that has to fuel that enchantment. And obviously, those captured souls—you can't just take a little, you know, otter, bunny rabbit soul and think it's going to power some great enchantment. The mm-hmm. greater the enchantment, the greater soul you need to capture. Mm-hmm. So, an, an otter or rabbit soul compared to a bear, obviously, the levels are, of intelligence, power, strength are all different. If you had a humanoid soul, ain't ain't going to work. Uh, later, he gets he gets chided pretty heavily and and quickly about oh, so can we take a human or an elf soul and put it in the no we don't do that it ain't possible like get that out of your mind kind of but thing there, but there are um there is talking here about um celestial powered stones and putting demon souls in them at some point too so uh, we don't do other humanoids yeah. however if you can get yourself a high powered uh uh uh, uh soul demon soul or whatever but you better have the the, the gym. First of all, how you gonna get it? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. How you gonna get it? How you gonna you need level twenty four vessel those that are, is? Those are, um, so he goes in depth about um, the different kinds of stones and what the levels are, mm-hmm. um, and how you go about creating the vessels that are that are gonna hold the soul power for the stones. Yeah. I'm sorry for the enchantments. Um, no, yeah, no, you're right for the souls for the souls that go into the gym into for the, the enchantment. enchantment. Yep. Yes. Um, then so so he gets his schooling his lesson on enchantment and then it's time to gather all the smiths around and 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 talk to them and crom is the default leader of the of the dwar- of the mountain dwarves who are mm-hmm. who do all the smithing they're the smithing experts and you know they're super arrogant crom especially and 
And crime is sort of an, a de facto. He is the unofficial leader of them. If you ask any of them individually, they would say that they don't have a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, but crime does most of the talking for them. So he is the de facto um, person with the loudest voice among people with loud voices. So yeah, crumbs. I like his. I like the interaction with him. With so so crumb explains that. You know, I think he he's a journeyman. Uh, I think Crom is a journeyman. Uh, um, Smith, Smither, Smithy, blacksmith. <laughs> um, All of those things, yes. <laughs> so he's so he says. Only one dwarf is recognized as a smith master by the mountain dwarves each year. Because of the comp- because the competition is so fierce, no journeyman would make a skill book for another. We only trade in rare circumstances. Masters tend to stay in one place, so you have to go to them. And even then, you have to devote years in service just to pry one enchantment from them. Uh, so, so Richter, growing frustrated, uh, is just, just trying to get more information out of him and uh and he's like is there like he's a moron yeah oh, oh for sure because to them he is and and to be fair richter is n- not playing the role he's playing the role of a moron because it's a right. there's a yes as we'll learn in a few minutes <laughs> there is a greater a greater there's a there's a what is it a, a, a whatever there's a greater purpose afoot yes yes um so so he's like so is there any way we can just uh you know learn enchantments and crom's like no well unless you got a magic forge and the dwarf start la- starts laughing he's like and i only know about seven of those in the s- south of the wilds not even you lord richter could afford one of those uh and then richter's just getting pissed off and then he asks, how would a magic forge be how would a magic forge help Speaking slowly as if to a toddler, Crom said, and in the audio it's awesome because of his accent, magic forges can deconstruct other magic items. The item is destroyed in the process, but the forge has a chance to learn the spell forever. The more the smith uses the forge, the greater the chance it can learn the enchantment and then make more of the item with that enchantment. Because of that, the cost is minimum a minimum of a hundred gold coins to use a forge even for one day. And as I said, right. even then, it's not a sure thing that you'll learn the enchantment. And then he, Richter says, then how do we make a magic forge? <laughs> and then, make a magic forge? This is after a qu- uh, moment of silence. It's like, why don't you make a bet your bed first as a magic f- course fall from the sky? And there's a bunch of people just laughing and chiming in with their snide remarks. Yeah. So, so, so Krom e- <laughs> explains, you need a magic core to make a magic forge. Magic cores are relics from the time before gods were banished. They were worth more than a king's ransom. Ha ha, I'll tell you what. If you find a magic core, we'll... F- We'll forge enchantment weapons for free. Mm-hmm. Richter put an uncertain look on his face. Well, that doesn't seem fair. You'll still get to learn new enchantments without having to pay for them. Crom laughed even louder. True enough. Then I'd pledge myself to ye as I would to any dwarf chief. 
to serve by your side in war and to make your clan my own and to work to increase the power of your village what do you say lads what will we give lord richter to us uh what will we give lord richter to let us use his ancient relic of power (laughs) so he's (laughs) egging his buddies on to get in (laughs) with his his deal and they start yelling out we'll give up half our finder's fee we'll serve in the militia two kegs of two casts of methagen red ale Gnomes rule. <laughs> and Richter still. I love the gnome yeah, rule. Yeah, Richter gnome still can't find it. out who's 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 yelling at. So <laughs> everybody's that. yelling out what they'll do for Richter if he had a magic core. Right. Because uh, they've never it, seen one. And then it, and then it goes, "Gotcha, bitches." <laughs> <laughs> Richter thought with extreme satisfaction. Uh, he reached into his bag of holding, took out his magic core. And placed the clockwork, the clockwork sphere uh, on the table. Red and white light peeked through the gaps in the mechanism. The silence in the room was so profound, Richter could hear—you could hear uh, a pin drop. Looking at Randolphus, he asked, "Did you record all of that?" Randolphus smiled broadly. "Oh yes, my lord. Negotiating pay services should go quite well here on out, in light of promises that have been made." Uh, Richter quite pleased with himself at getting so many to agree to his reduced fees. Apparently the universe agreed as well. He went from a level 3 to a level 14 in trading. On one deal. On one deal. On one spectacular deal. Right. But one deal. Yeah. (laughs) And and you have gone from novice to initiate in Mm -hmm. trade. You can now smell where there's a deal to be made. So all those dwarves are dumbfounded. Just a jaw agape. And and then they immediately the other uh 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 folks start No 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 don't waste it on the forge. Make a creation table. Make a golem. Gnome's rule and so everybody's <coughs> yelling. Um things died down and he he looks at Crom, and again, Richter possessing those skills, those hero skills, or whatever you want to call it. He looked at Crom and said, "Look, I will not hold you to any of the things you just prom that you just <laughs> promised, right? Like I, I know it was you didn't think I had a core, and you were you know being a, being kind of an asshole, but I'll let you and all your men out of the deal if if you truly." You know, don't want to do. It. Don't want to do. Roll, it. You want to roll? Go ahead. But you know, we still got this magic core, and uh, you only need to say the word. Word. Crom stared into Richter's for a, Richter's face for a full minute, and then he got on a knee and completely pledged and earnestly and wholeheartedly pledged his loyalty and fealty to Richter and the Miss Village. And the rest of his dwarven uh, uh, smithy buddies okay, did, did the, the same thing. thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. So he also, in that, filled his first uh, first position, his first uh, village uh, uh, 
position, profession, or whatever. Yeah, he uh, makes it, from the official um, blacksmith of the village, mm-hmm. and he fulfills a role that needed to be filled in the village uh, manifest. Like, there are so many positions that need to be filled and jobs that need to be done so that stuff runs smoothly, and this was Richter, again, accidentally filling a role um, that he well, needed to his... Well, not accidentally. He said, "Hey, I need you to be the blacksmith." That that's pretty straightforward. But he did not know. It was he didn't know it was going to get. He was going to get achievement or any kind right. of like. Yes, yes, yes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Though your relationship was initially rocky, you have prom- proven your strength as a leader to the dwarven smith. More than that, you have given him a position of respect and authority within the village. He mm-hmm. greatly appreciates the honor that you've shown him, and your relationship has improved. And he got 5,000 relationships with Karam. So it went, his relationship went from friendly to interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, it, yes, he's uncovered the first job of the village. And now, um, because Karam is a journeyman, he gets a, all of his armor and weapons are 6% more effective. So a nice little boost. And, um, and yeah, so... So backs and shoulders are slapped, and responsibilities are, 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 you know, given out. And and to seal the deal, Richter walks over to Crumb, and just like he's seen Crumb and his boys do before, he holds <sighs> back. <laughs> and, in, and in a motion of uh, brotherhood and solidarity, he headbutts him. And promptly knocks himself out on the floor. And gave himself a, a, a debuff of, uh, like, you have busted yourself upside the head, dummy. Right. Minus, you know, 12 points of intelligence or whatever for the next half hour. But they appreciated it. They appreciated yeah. him trying, even though he's a puny little human. They appreciated him trying to uh, uh, involve himself in the in the tradition. And, the and, they, and they accepted right. him into, the, in, into it. So... He, um, they have a, yeah, so they have a great moment. Then he has a, oh, then he had a meeting with Shivana about the, about the ship. Ships. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, she explains to him about, um, why you can't put gems all over the, all over the ship just to make it pa- more powerful. Like everything has to be balanced and yeah, yeah, yeah. And she even, this was a, a point to Richter because she was even doing her little flirty flirt thing. And he was just like, not now. Like we got business to take care of. And she right. was like, cool. I appreciate the fact that you can control yourself. Like you ain't like everybody, all these other, you know, horn dogs running around that, that, you know, I give a little wink to and, you know, they're just drooling everywhere. So they were able to get some stuff done and make some headway um, mm-hmm. about what's going to happen with the ship. Uh, chapter 15 uh, starts with uh, with potions that have been started. They'll be ready uh, tomorrow. So Richter, they say, okay, the potions and stuff will be ready. That's when we'll tackle this uh, next dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you smiling about? What? You, what? I just I, I like the fact that we've gotten past the all of the guilt and the shame and the you know we have successfully moved on to rebuilding and, oh, yeah. and I like it. Yeah, chapter fourteen went a long way with the with the smoothing over yeah, feelings. Yeah, dwarves and, 
Boy. you know, and you know, gave the gave the book some much needed levity after mm-hmm. after the intense and emotional bugbear uh, attack. Um, but yeah, so they have really good alchemists. They're 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 really proud that they're able to get so many potions out uh, so quickly. Um, uh, Richter looks at stats and topics. What does that mean? Looks at stats and topics. Mm-hmm. He and Randy set up uh, uh, who will be going to Eve on the trade mission and what they'll take. So he's saying this human should go. He has the best trade skills plus charisma uh, plus like the ability to defend himself and stuff. Like I, and he gave him a sack of gold. And Randy's like, my lord, I, I think that's a little too much. And he's like, look, if we're going to trust the guy to go on a trade mission... You know, then we don't have time. We either to be trust him or we don't. Right. Yeah. And, what are we gonna do, Randy? And oh, Randy's and he like, also right. get, and also he he let Randy know this is your guy. This is the guy you said is most qualified because of his stats and his skill set. I trust you. Ooh, right. <laughs> so and he's like, thank you for putting so much trust in me. Um. So yeah. Then he learns about some city mechanics, uh, just what morale looks like, what lo- the loyalty stat, traitor, faithless, disloyal, suspicious, unreliable, apprehensive, cautious, neutral, eager, enthusiastic, reliable, trusting, loyal, devoted, and then unto death. And the morale was rebellion, hateful, spiteful, angry, miserable, sad, unhappy, neutral, Happy, delighted, elated, joyous, ecstatic, blissful, and party every night. <laughs> so, I don't know if you want to get your village up to party every night, Stat. Like, blissful's great. Like, y'all good with blissful. We ain't partying every night. What if an attack comes and we all hung over? Um, yeah, what else happened in, in, in Chapter 15? It's a lot of administrative services stuff. So we go from getting um, um, character build up with Crumb um, and the um, implementing the structure of what the forge is going to look like um, and who's going to work it. To we're in fifteen. That was fourteen. This one's the. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're leading it. And then we move on to him going to check on the ships and getting all of this background information on how that works. Um, and now it that's why I said it's the administrative portion of the book where it's like, hey, here are these jobs. Um, we need to fill them. Here are what they are. Here's why they are important. And this is the contextual background information you need for the fun stuff to happen. So all they, of these. Blip and blip. they also had a funeral for the folks that died during the bugbear oh, okay. attack in, in this chapter. Uh, it, oh, it was. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So. So the. Uh, they have a funeral for the dead villagers. Um, so this was just the actual funeral, the burial part of them, where the bodies are consecrated so they can't be, you know, used like the right. goblins were the, the right. day before. Uh, later, we get a different kind of a, a celebration of of the lives of the folks that died, but this wasn't it. Um, 
Hisako wants Yoshi and Daniela to ass- uh, assist um, Richter and Sion in their dungeon crawl the next day. Richter's like, I, I need to go unlock. This- I unlock the second power. I got to go clear out this dungeon. Right. Me and Sion are going. And Hisako's a little hesitant. And he's like, I'd feel more. She's like, I'd feel more comfortable if you took Yoshi and, and, and Daniela. Um, and both of those both Richter and Sion for very for different reasons were like no we're good we could right. the two of us <laughs> but Hasako wasn't here none of it no thank you and, and, yeah even Yoshi was like um I could help you here with the village she's <laughs> right. like no 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 I got a bunch of warriors around I'm not going anywhere you need to assist uh Richter, Richter. and Sion yeah. with their with their mission so he's not all that uh all that happy but they all then go train vigorously. Uh, uh, oh, Richter had the breakup of Dwarven argument over the Magic Forge and which metals to use. So he got schooled on... on The different metals that were available and what properties they would bring right. to the Forge so if, when they were compiled with the Magic Core. So as of now, if they wanted to activate the Magic Core they would have to use a metal to make the anvil. Which is the basic metal that they have laying around there right. that and has it, been mined from and very close what, And at this moment, it's whatever they have, and they just mm-hmm. have pretty basic uh, metals. It's basically aluminum and, foil. And Krom, well, well it's, it's good metal, but Krom's like, if you got a magic core, you're not just going to use a basic steel or copper or whatever right. uh, uh, element to be the base of this magic core. You're mm-hmm. better waiting, getting a good me- metal to incorporate with the core. If you just want to rush and use some crappy metal or some basic metal, yeah, you get to start forging boom, quicker. But you don't get what you could get. You don't, the you possibilities don't get, are yeah, endless. Yeah, right. you're, you're, you're limiting... Yes. And Krom is trying to to knock some sense into their, into their heads. And in the meantime, schooled Richter on the different uh, metals and and all that to... uh, So, again, the cool part about Richter is he assigns people to do the work and then he trusts the people that he's put into positions because Crom is arguing with his fellow smithies about what kind of iron to get for the forge. But um, Richter is... He's listening to what everybody else is saying, but he's gonna go. He's with gonna trust Crom, yeah, for yeah. sure. And and Crom even said, "That's my, that's my," uh, like muttered under his breath. He was like, "That's why he's the leader because he knows how to recognize, you know, talent." Basically, right. like so already Crom is like happy with this, with the like as as gruff and as much of his as a you know antagonizer as he might be like he's proud to serve under Richter or for Richter however you want to look Mm -hmm. at it he's proud that Richter chose him and even if he got outsmarted and outwitted you know in front of all his homies he's still proud to to serve under a guy that could outsmart him and outwit him in front of everybody Mm -hmm. like hey Mm -hmm. you got that out of me and then on top of that was let was willing to let me get out of my you know so he's right. got all kinds of reverence and, and respect for for Richter that 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 comes out uh, later in the chapter. Uh, Sumiko taught Richter the soul trap spell, and because he's like, okay, how do I get 
souls into these uh, <laughs> into these gems to turn into enchantment uh, gasoline fuel basically mm-hmm. and so Sumiko says you know most branches uh, or not most but you don't have like all the like light and dark they have various forms of the spell and she taught him hers hurt uh, the life magic and it binds the soul tar- of the target to this plane preventing passage to to the beyond at the time of death they will s- instead be pulled into any nearby empty soul stone you possess of appropriate size they also let them know that you better have a good soul stone or you should no 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 you should you better have a lot of basic soul stones on you mm-hmm. because the last thing you want to do is trap accidentally put a gopher in in a grand stone because it's right. going to go into the the one it's going to that go into the, the one yeah if you don't have no little ones it's going to go to the medium you don't got no yeah. mediums it's going to go to the large you ain't got no large so you better keep some some smalls and mediums in your in your pouch so when you do kill those lower level or when you trap those lower level level souls they have a a place to go and don't take right. up a you know a big gem uh, and then Gorlin, Glorin taught him about the soul stones and how to basically how to make them uh, chapter 16 started after a day of, uh, of intense training learning some stuff uh, chapter 16 uh, started with Richter having a bad dream and well actually yeah bad dream it's just him getting beat by Yoshi <laughs> and now he's now he's living it in, uh, in, his, in, his, uh, in his sleeping time um, Yoshi does wear him out and takes joy in it doesn't he though so that's that's the part uh, he woke up met with Futon Yoshi, Scion and Daniela basically planned out the day uh, headed to the dungeon uh, Scion handed out all the potions that he was able to get made to everybody um, what is that? It- Eve two other potions that were really good. What? I can't even read my own head and write. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Scion got all his potions and was able to uh, to come through with some mana potions and some and some health potions. I think everybody got two of each. I think that's maybe what I was, that sounds, what yeah. I was trying to convey. <laughs> not chicken scratch. Um, that sounds accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was just yeah. Futon reminded. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Richter wanted uh, Futon to remind him to ask Randy about finding more crystal. Basically, using uh, Futon as like an Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, set my schedule for wake me up at eight tomorrow. Okay. I had never thought about him like that, but that is exactly that's exactly what you mm-hmm. huh. he's, he's a floating Google Home device. <laughs> <laughs> hey Google! <laughs> oh shit! That is that set, my, is set my phone off. <laughs> um, what else did he get? Okay, so he got a potion. So he got a bunch of forest sage, a potion of bottled fire, a potion of pure light. Where are these coming from? Shake potion vigorously to activate. Is this what Scion made? Mm-hmm. Yes, Richter congratu- congratulated Scion mm-hmm. profusely. The sprite looked embarrassed for the first time Richter had ever seen, but was clearly pleased as well. 
so yeah, so not only did he uh, did Scion come through with the health and mana potions, um, he got some 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 weapons, you know, some uh, some offensive potions. Uh, he also checked Alma. Alma leveled up a little bit. She's a level three. She's gotten uh, some of her some of her skills upped. He get he he allocated her points to to brain drain, which is her ability to suck out um, memories and what would you say it is? It what gives she you out? she 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 uh, drains your your health and because of her psychic ability, it transfers into one who? percentage like one percent of a skill point or something to her or her and Richter or to Richter I forget specifically it's both of them they both but share it they get the reason why it's so OP because they get they get points more than just XP they get skill points uh, for for, 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 for brain drain and obviously the higher level that you drain the more that one percent of you'd rather one percent of a million than one percent of a hundred thousand. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes, but she also continuously eats small rodents through the day, so they are always oh, accumulating. Yeah. She's points. always like snacking on something or, or right. taking something down with her skill. Uh, but they eventually um make their way to the to the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And. So, Futons, he's like, where do we go now? He's like, we're here, my lord. The entrance is hidden behind the rock in front of you. Richter and Sion walked up to the vine-covered rock they had stopped by. He starts. Pu- he started pulling at the thick vines. The strength of the new body was enough to pull them off easily. Yoshi and Daniela joined them. Richter used his dagger to cut through the thicker vines and roots. Nothing was seen except for the bare gray stone until Daniela called him over. A small circle of clear glass had been set into the rock. Smiling, Richter lifted his left. I'm sorry. Richter raised his left wrist, willing his mark to show. Then he thought about how he wanted the entrance to open, and Yoshi shouted, "Wait!" That was the last thing Richter heard before the ground dropped out from under their feet, and they plummeted down into the darkness. And that is where we end for this section. So we start we start with everything's tranquil, and then danger, danger. We get through the danger, danger. And sad, sad. Trauma, sadness. Uh, then we get to rebuilding regroup, or regrouping and then rebuilding, setting some responsibilities, heartening everybody. Oh, we'll do better next time. As a matter of fact, we're going to go off on this new journey to, to strengthen our power. And, whoa, we fell down a hole. <laughs> And and it is poor Richter because they're mad at him in the next chapter we'll get to in the next episode. It's like, why should he? The door. I'm the only one with the key. I walked up and opened it. And that's another another running another running uh, thing with these books is the the humans, the players that are in these worlds. They get scoffed at and looked at by the NPCs and the natives of the world. Like, why don't you know these things? Like, I'm not from here. Stop acting like I should know all the things. But, uh, yeah, just a a, a really exciting section of the book. Probably one of the most 
one of the more emotional sections of the books or of the series certainly of the the early the early parts uh again you're saying it still hasn't been completely dealt with uh through book eight but it's a this attack that bugbear attack that we just talked about is a major linchpin for for things going forward Mm -hmm. and and it comes back and and it never leaves the minds of Richter or his villagers. Mm-hmm. Like, they never forget it. They never forget the loss and they never forget how um, he came through for them and how he stood in the light of what he had done. And he didn't cringe away from it and he didn't lie to his people and he didn't deflect and he didn't PR campaign it. He was like, yo, I messed up. Can y'all, feel it? Can y'all forgive me? Can y'all... Right accept my leadership going forward yeah. knowing that I screwed up so royally mm-hmm. and they were like we got you don't worry about mm-hmm. it don't do it again like think about the things you're doing but we got faith that that and that was another running thing like we have faith that you will learn from this right like if we thought that you were just going to be like ah you know whatever expendable yeah, villagers you're- but you're obviously different. You obviously care. That in and of itself, uh, in and of itself, lets us know uh, that we're good in your hands, so to speak. Absolutely, his earnestness um, touches them in a way that they have not been touched as like a general people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they love him. This is also the the this is also the start of a loving relationship between Richter and his people. These are becoming his people and he is becoming their lord and that's dope. It's awesome. I mean, so we got honorable traits. I think we just we just talked about a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, strategy. Um, you know, the bugbear attack, it was more listen to the sprites and do what they tell you to do and stay out of the way of the big giant angel swinging the, you know, flaming sword. Uh, so there wasn't a ton of strategy in the because you know the attack happened in the middle of the night and you're really reacting you don't have a ton of time to to put strategy in effect and and a lot of it was not dumb luck it was you know Alma came through and and helped him out and Hisako obviously but just wasn't a ton of strategy friends made uh, I don't think there were any new friends made or enemies made uh, maybe you could say Hezekiah or Zachariah or whatever that angel's name was, but it's not like they're buddies. He's just a summoned entity. I don't think that could be qualified as a friend. The enemies made, I mean, Modara, she's just a running enemy. She, you know, you know, no new enemies made. Uh, magic learned. He learned light magic in this section. Uh, skills learned. He uh, the, tr- the trade skill that got bumped 10 levels, 10, 11 levels was the biggest one, certainly in this section. Weapons found, uh, I, I'll include items, but he found those robes and rings. Oh, that wand, the wand of dark bolts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Valuables earned, same thing, the rings and the and the robes and any loot found on bugbears. Um, best line? Maybe instead of like a zinger, it was probably just his uh, earnestness when he was probably, you know, apologizing for 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 letting them down and for not thinking through the quickening and doing the, the, the letting the defenses down and stuff. So not necessarily a line uh, or zinger, 
but just that whole kind of y'all I'm sorry let me throw myself on y'all mercy and please forgive me kind of thing or maybe mm-hmm. gotcha bitches after he, I love gotcha bitches after he, he, he got crom uh, and the rest of the dwarves uh, you know a little getting a little too big for their britches so um, yeah I, I think this was just a really good segment that that a really good section that uh, showcased a lot of the things that we love about this series yeah, absolutely. I really um so for me the strategy is going to have to be um um uh, than everybody else. I think not so much war strategy, but mm-hmm. strategy of how they're going to live their life with him awakening as many people's powers as yeah. possible. Yeah. I thought that was an excellent strategy for how to grow your village and have everybody have more power so you guys are collectively stronger and not even um, to look at it as a as in a in a you know scumbag kind of way but now those people look at you with a certain a different kind of deference and reverie you know you were already right. kind of like the guy that you're know, treating them decently and like humanely and and giving them a chance to earn their way but now you're going above and beyond and and doing things you don't even have to do right like, or you certainly could you don't have to do for free <laughs> you know and you're not you're not charging any extra you're not demanding any extra loyalty or time with the villagers wives you know can you imagine oh, if you're you right. know certain certain leaders and so oh, you want me to unlock this air magic huh well <laughs> <laughs> want me to unlock this this water magic? Then I want some of that, you know, wop. Uh, that is so funny. I was watching a um a YouTube show. There's one that I watched that's all about um true crime and the uh vlogger was making a point. She was talking about Jim Jones and she was like, Yo, why is it that cult leaders always want to sleep with everybody's why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like always a harem it's yep. always like oh and now you receive your blessing through who yeah. this year get down and yeah. i'm i was like that's it's absolutely true so yeah, yeah david koresh all of them it's like wait why do i have to why? let you sleep with my wife and or 12 year old daughter you creep like no <laughs> no this is yeah yeah you yeah. know it's just a, it's just a different level of psychological dominance i'm sure yeah i definitely don't you, understand uh, but yes, um, another. I another, love it. Yeah, I this love was this was a really really good segment. Again, it just ran the gamut, it ran a gauntlet of why we love this series: mm-hmm. the emotion, the battles, the descriptions of the fights, the magic, the action, the 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 bravery, and all those good things of our hero, of our main character. All the things that, all the endearing qualities of Richter that that we get to look up to and go yes that's a guy i would follow or or certainly would like to read about you know leveling up and and being and being a leader and and getting people to follow his way so yes thumbs up thumbs way up for this section and next section it's not like the action uh stops because they fell into a dark hole in a dungeon and it's about, I mean, we could have said this last week and or the last episode, and I'm sure we did, but it's really about to get real in a different way. Like, at the end of the last section, after Chapter 7, when they, the quickening is up, and, you know, and I was like, oh, it's about to get real. Right. 
now in a different way it's about to get realer because now you got you know skeletons and 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 wraiths and weird ghost things and is this when scion goes on his trial is this the scion trial dungeon one i'm pretty sure i think this is it it depends on how many chapters we include in next in the next show but yeah it's coming it It is is coming we'll encompass that whole dungeon crawl so i i think i think uh i think uh we'll definitely get to it and it gets even more emotional i mean we get scion's backstory I, i i'm pretty sure this is the section we get scion's backstory and we get a deeper understanding of of sprites not just scion but of sprites as a as a people as a as a culture um so yeah um so please get in contact with us if you want to talk to us about uh the land or any i would love to feel the question who who has read the books who hasn't read the books what do you guys think about the books first of all there are eight of them we are in the second section of book two mm-hmm. um so even though it feels like we have been on this um extended roller coaster ride of peaks and valleys and sort of ebbs and flows just like travis and i are talking now and going this was exciting but the next thing that comes it it never it even though the peaks keep coming, I never feel like I am being forcefully thrust into action, 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 action. I feel like um, the story, the way that it's laid out, it it allows you to emotionally invest in the story enough to care about what is happening to these people. Um, and it is not all just mindless, you know, fighting and war. And I am never up for a war story just for the sake of war story. Uh, but yeah, I would love to know what other people think about the series about book two about book eight yeah you can't talk about it now i would love to talk to someone about book eight (laughs) (laughs) yeah um that you have uh you were not a fan of uh the second um tommy adiemi book the, the children of blood and vengeance because you're like it's too much war i don't like all this war i was like where'd you think book one was headed <laughs> like I they mean, built I up to a big giant war and then like <laughs> i thought it was just dis- i thought that there was way too much killing and not enough emotional connecting i feel like the way that those books were re- written the emotional connections from book one were supposed to carry us all the way through the end of book two <laughs> I don't think it met the requirement for me to want to continue to read the story. We, but anyway, we did get an email uh, from Chris who was asking about um, the size of the hearth tree. And story. He says, you guys were talking about the size of the hearth tree and wondering if we'd ever know what the interior is like. Didn't we already get a peek in there? Obviously not a full tour, but after Richter uh, fled from the rock giant... Oh, oh, okay, so this is why I just... Okay, that's why my second... My response was we haven't gotten to that part in the pod. Okay. The book cover gives you some clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's asking about something that happens in, like, book four, the rock giant underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to get to it. It seems kind of spoilery. Uh, So we did... uh, I did sort of answer that. But we appreciate the question. Come with another question about uh, this book. Or <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that was it. He was just yep. So yeah, so be like Chris and uh, send us an email uh, at um, ddustpodcast at gmail dot com. Let me make sure I got that right. I haven't said it in a while. ddustpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you can drop us uh, a tweet at ddustpodcast on Twitter, and you can also drop us a voicemail. Uh, you got three minutes of unadulterated voicemail time if you want to have your voice heard and played on this on this show uh, 415-787-5229 and that's the voicemail line so drop us a line there and um, we'll get your your uh, your questions and or comments played on an episode and we'll try our best to answer said question and talk about said uh, comment <laughs> <laughs> so contact us in one of those ways email us tweet us or voicemail us uh, but I think that wraps up this episode um, yeah I think we've said all that needs to be said Ken awesome Woo! we'll get at y'all next time thank you folks for listening Demon Dust Podcast is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.